Welcome to the Life Melbourne podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. It's really awesome to be together and I just can't echo enough just the sense of uh, God, God's got some more He wants to do. And you've come on an amazing day. You've joined us on an amazing day because we're going to do an expansion update and talk about how things are going uh, with Sim Street and how things have been going and our uh, community reach and everything like that. And so looking forward to let everybody know what's been happening. There's been some exciting things taking place. And, uh, and from there, just want to share heart just for a little bit. But I've really felt for the last few days, just stirred that, uh, that really the power of God's going to move today. And uh, I want to create room at the end because I really believe that we're called to be filled with the power of God. And we're called to live from a place where we're not just topped up now and again, but actually we live overflowing in the reality of His presence and the reality of His power. And when we start this new series called Counterculture, what our culture doesn't need is more of me. What it needs is more of Jesus. It needs more of God's love. It needs more of His hope. It needs more of His grace. And I tell you what, if I just do it in my ability through my ways, who knows, I'm gonna fall short. They're gonna be dissatisfied. But if we can live full of His power, then who knows that God has an ability to shape and to shift nations. And so uh, it's great to have you here again. If you're here for the first time, what an honour it is of ours to have you with us. It's just awesome that you can be here. And, uh, and just again, shout out to everybody who's brought supplies and different. We've already filled the tables that are out there uh, with goods that we're going to be able to uh, put packs together and go and uh, deliver those to the homes and the families that have been uh, evacuated and flooded. And it's been uh, awesome to see the response. But expansion. Uh, thank you, guys. Brilliant. Awesome. Come on, let's give all of the team a great hand. All our sound crew, lighting team. Nick on the side there, all of those in the bunker making it uh, work, broadcasting everywhere, you're amazing. But expansion was birthed a couple of years ago from a moment, and I share the story because there's obviously always people who are relatively fresh here and might not know the story, but uh, we are in the opportunity, we are in the, the movement and the motion of actually leaving this here uh, location in North Melbourne and in a number of months, we are going to be moving into our permanent new home. Uh, in Jesus' name, one of many in the years to come. And, uh, and we are moving to Sims Street, which has great river views. And, uh, and even at times, water on the doorstep. So it's an amazing, an amazing location. But, uh, but basically, out of an opportunity to serve through lockdowns and COVID and help more people, we actually got served notice that we needed to leave. We had three months notice and then God did His thing. And basically He said to us, Craig, this is not the landlord shutting the door. This is me opening the next one. And I thank God for a faith-filled, spirit-filled church. Come on, that we're just willing to go, okay, God, you're in this. Let's go. From there, months later, we drove onto Sim Street, not looking to, le- looking to buy anything, but looking to lease again. Drove onto Sim Street and straight away He put in my spirit, Craig, I'm in this. And 90 days later, having nothing, no connections, no bank, no nothing, 90 days later, we're in unconditional and we now have purchased and we settle early next year. We purchased uh, Sim Street, which is our future home here on the edge of West Melbourne, Dynan Road, where we believe that we are not here to renovate a building, we're here to restore a city. And so uh, as part of this, 
Uh, about six months ago, I let everybody know that uh, when you're dealing with council and when you're dealing with permits, you have a two-week time frame and they have a two-year window. And so... Um, the amazing thing is, is that uh, six months ago, I actually let everybody know that we've had some challenges when it comes to changing the use. So it's industrial land. We know it's kingdom land, but we still have to then go through the process of making it industrial land, making it king, uh, church, right? We can use it for a church, right? So, sheesh. And, uh, and so anyway, in that, little did we know, or little do most of the people in this room know, but little do we know that we actually got an objection. So the council gave us a thumbs up, but one of the surrounding neighbours actually said, no, we don't want a church there. And I said, well, that's good in your idea, but God's already declared this is His house and this will be His home and this will be a beacon of hope and light for the community for generations to come. And we just get the great privilege of God entrusting us this first step of what the generations are gonna keep running with. And uh, the good news is, and I'd love to have the piece of paper in my hand, but as of Thursday, just last week, we've seen the objector actually remove his objection. And the good news is, is it's going through VCAT right now. And we should have paper in our hand this week, declaring it is a church today and it will be a church forever. And it's the first of many great steps as we go forward. And it's just an exciting time and I just again want to honour every incredible team member behind the scenes who has been looking after it, going all in, spirit-filled uh, with the wisdom and the practical ability to do that. Uh, in that as well, um, the amazing thing is, is that we knew that the first step would be to fit out and to frame up, which basically means we've got two sections of the whole site initially. Uh, other tenants, which will become our tenants, but initially we've got the first two sites and then from there, uh, we're gonna be able to expand in the future. So this is stage one and, and we really felt expansion was birthed out of a position for us to collectively take a step of faith, hear from God and all say, what could we do in partnering with God's vision to see this become everything God wants it to be? And so in that, we've got the, I guess the design behind us, a, a real basic floor layout but uh, we're gonna be lifting the roof up and we're gonna be fitting out the area that's gonna enable us to take a real big leap forward from where we are now towards what the future has. And in the future, we're gonna be able to push out all the other spaces and keep growing as God intends. And so that's gonna be amazing. But to do that, we needed to raise 2.75 million over two years, which if you're fresh to church and you're fresh in this environment, you go, wow, that's a lot of money. And to every person, that's a lot of money. But when you work in God's economy and you're under not doing what you wanna do, but following His lead, there's a great security that there is that truth. If we just do what God wants us to do, then collectively we will step into what God has destined us to step into. And so in July, we started our second year of the two-year window, all right? So in the first year, we believed if we could raise 1.25, then that would enable us in the second year to raise a bit more than that. And so uh, basically, if we can go to the next slide, we'll be able to see that in the first year, we were able to, uh, so 1.35, uh, is actually what we got in. So we want to believe for 1.25. What we received in the account to date is 1.35, which meant that over the next 12 months, so from July to next July, we're believing that we could raise again 1.4 million as people again, freely and willingly. Don't you love the scripture, the verse for today, if you get it every day? Come on, don't give out a compulsion, but come on, every person who's decided in their heart, come on, give from a willing place and from a willing place, we really believe that we would see, next slide, 200 
and 52 giving units, which makes up an individual or a couple or a family. And collectively, we'd take a one-up offering and then also over 12 months. What could we believe God to see come in? And in that, we were believing for 1.4 million, the amazing God outcome, the only but God miracle of where we are standing at this point is that we, to date, we have received 232 giving units, but we have a total pledge of 3.572529.57, which is unbelievable and absolutely God. Because as we know, over the last season of time, building prices have gone up. All of that stuff has moved, but we felt like God say, no, I put something in your spirit at the start. Don't move the goalpost. Just believe me that God is gonna move hearts and equip people and He's gifted people. And I don't say this often. I don't think I've ever said it, but we thank the band. We thank the sound team. We thank the coffee guys. We thank the car park crew. We thank the kids and we always should. But you know, there's people who actually have a gift of giving. That's a gift on their life. No one knows their name and no one sees them, but the truth is we are where we are today because people have actually chosen to honour God with that gift and say, God, with this gift, it's not about us, but it is all about you, as is the Spirit from every area. Isn't it amazing that people who have got that gift have decided, okay, God, this needs to be a faith moment in my life too. And from that, we've seen multiple groups of people say, you know what? We feel like God's calling us to rise our faith and step out in obedience. And we're believing that God's gonna come through in an amazing way. So can we actually honour, come on, every person who activates the gift that's on their life, because who knows, they're stepping out in faith, they're running in faith, they're believing in faith, and it's just a really, really exciting time. But I gotta say to us, I am believing in Jesus' name that we will see the 232 blowing way past 252. Because it isn't about just going, oh, well, the number's met, you don't need any more. No, no, it's never about just enough. It's about stepping into everything God has. But also, it's also about realising that God's gifted us the, the great honour and privilege of owning the vision and being a part of it. And some of us might go, whoo, don't have to do anything. Well, if that's in your heart, don't worry, there's no pressure to do something. But I pray there'd be a bunch of people that go, oh, I haven't done anything yet. I wanna be part of the miracle. Hey, how awesome's that? And the great news is, is you can freely do that as you want. There's a card in the seat pocket in front of you. Uh, online, you can do that as well. And uh, there's a QR code you can scan or the desk out there. A magazine where we'd love you to get that shares the vision and the heart and the dream God's given us as a church. But I really wanna encourage us, come on, let's not watch the miracle happen. Let's be on the field and let's be part of what God wants to do. And I tell you, something lifts in your spirit when you get to step into what God is doing. And so God is on the move. He is doing great things. I love that Bible. This is the scripture we've built. Really, this, this step on is, is 1 Chronicles 28, 20. And David said to his son Solomon, be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged when you get knockbacks, when you get told you're going to VCAT, when you get told that you can't do this, when City Power wants you to make, to pay for everybody to be rewired so you can have your building. Don't be discouraged. <laughs> for the Lord God, my God, is with you. And He will not fail you or forsake you. Listen to this, until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. And so I thank God. Come on, we are on something that God is building and we get to be part of it in Jesus' mighty name. So, love that. And I feel like we could just keep talking about the wonder of uh, the vision that God has entrusted to us um, because I just know, please hear it again, we are not here to renovate a building. 
We are here to restore a city. We are here to reach people. How do you restore a city? One person at a time, one family at a time, one young person at a time, one child at a time, one business leader at a time, one mum at a time. And we just together keep stepping into bringing people into a place where they become family and they discover the wonder of Jesus. Hey, community is a massive part of expansion. I've got a couple of minutes to let you know some of the things that have been happening in community, but Community Kitchen is going off. Amazing things are happening. July last year, we said we need to get to the West. We believe we've got to get out there and start bringing sit-down dinners within the community. Well, the good news is three weeks ago, we launched our second centre in the West. So we have Truganina and Tarnit, which is absolutely amazing. And I thought it'd be cool. Why don't we check out a quick little highlight of the launch of the Tarnit Centre just three weeks ago. Hi, my name is Mirafi Gabriel and welcome to Life Community Kitchen in Tarnit. This has been um, a year in the making, so please come with me. Michelle, I am 2IC for turn eight. What's your favourite part of serving of the night? Um, seeing all the kids, um, just running around, mucking around and enjoying the food. Hi, I'm Karina. <laughs> Karina is one of uh, the first volunteers that opened and launched with us at Kingsington. What's your favourite part of serving in the kitchen? Cooking. <laughs> and with the people, mingling with the people. We had a great community response tonight. We had over 55 people join us. The engagement was amazing. Just want to thank you all uh, for being available today to, uh, to serve. You know, our heart is really for our community. Just thank you so much for who you are, Lord. And we just thank you for this evening, Father. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Awesome. Absolutely love that. And, uh, and it's just amazing. We are currently doing around 380 meals a week uh, through the two locations, but also then sending takeaway meals to other partner organisations, which is just amazing. And so I love that. And actually, they're going to be hosting us after the service. And so we're going to have a bit of a community kitchen hangout after today. And you're going to be able to be, uh, create, uh, have some great catering straight after the service with the t- the community kitchen team. So if you want to be part of the team, go and see them, hang out with them and let's do this together because there's already more centres saying we need you in our community, which is exciting. Christmas box is just around the corner. Seven weeks away, we will be packing 12,500 Christmas boxes. It'll be our 10-year anniversary and we want nobody to miss out, all right? And so uh, again, we're gonna be interstate in Queensland, South Australia. Here, we've got a new packing location opening up. So we've got down in Gippsland, here in Melbourne, but then also we're going for the first time out into Geelong. And so it's just exciting to see what is taking place through Christmas Box. And we've got a uh, corporate day on the Friday and there are so many businesses that are coming in for the Friday to be part of it. It's almost like we're wondering, are there gonna be any boxes left for the Saturday? Great God outcome as well as this week, we secured a venue and that we can do this at, which is an amazing miracle. And, uh, and it means that Kelvin's gonna sleep from now on, which is fantastic for a day. And then we've got to get back into it. So if you're not yet ever been a part of Christmas Box Packing or you have and you loved it, 
great opportunity to bring people, connect with people and come and do that. Love as well, what God's doing through other areas of community, can't list them all, but Embrace Grace continues to support young women and mums uh, who have unplanned pregnancy. Uh, amazing God result is one person literally was at the point of saying, hey, I, do, I see no plan forward in this. And the next day was looking to, to change the situation, but they met with the Embrace Grace out of no force or pressure, but out of just God's love and just being there to say, hey, you're not alone. The great news is, is this little life will be born in a few months and it's gonna be an absolute awesome time to see uh, that little kid just step into all that God has and just the peace around that is awesome. Red Frogs is birthed and kicking goals. Uh, we've got teams right now going into hostels and, and the university and then we've got uh, the um, O Week coming up as well. Um, sorry, not O-Week, uh, schoolies coming up. And so there's a whole bunch of team that are gonna be going to different areas to serve over that time as well, which is great, isn't it? To be a part of getting out hands-on, which is amazing. Um, again, there's lots of other areas that great things are happening with sports chaplaincy, et cetera, et cetera. But I want us to hear it. It comes back to people. It comes back to every individual. It comes back to the reality that God has a plan for every person. And that God's desire is that people wouldn't encounter just program and just the stagnant reality of going through rituals, but they would encounter the love of Jesus. However they walk in, they would belong. However they find themselves, there would be a moment in their spirit that would start to connect with the truth of who God says they are. And in that place, they would start to discover the wonder of all that He has. And one of the incredible people, Marie, six months ago, we got to honour here, who leads the Arndale Community Centre, which started our first uh, community kitchen out there. And, um, and from that and who she is in the community, we took time to honour her in the service, which was a special, beautiful time. But the amazing thing is, is that was the moment that God collided with her heart and incredible things have been happening. And I thought it'd be encouraging when we look at everything, when we see the numbers, when we see the reality of a building and the dollars, I pray that we would come back and realise, yes, that's all important and that's all part of it. But the key is God's heart connecting with people's hearts and lives being changed. I'd love you to check this wonderful story. My name is Mari Pefairangi. Um, I'm married to the most amazing guy in the world. His name is Ray Martin Kingi. Um, we have been married for 37 years. Uh, we moved to Melbourne in 2006. Um, I grew up in, in, a, in this beautiful little township um, now known as Tūranganui Akiwa, previously known as Gisborne. And it was, I had a great I had a great upbringing. I grew up, like they say, in a village. Um, everybody looked after everybody. And that has stayed with me right through my life. I'm the team leader for Undell Park Community Centre, the Neighbourhood Hubs team for Wyndham City Council. And during COVID, there was a lot of conversations about um, food security and, and the lack of it for, for lots of community members. I said to my boss, we need a community kitchen or something like that to be happening from the centre because this community needs that. It came through an email from another department in Wyndham City Council and I picked up on it straight away and responded, I will pick this one up. Send me all the details, you know. And from there, I rang and uh, we got to talking about what the kitchen actually meant. 
the laughter that they bring into the centre, you know, the, the energy that they bring with them, it's just it's just really motivating, it's really inspiring. The smells from the kitchen just waffling through the centre, you know, it's just like being at home. I walked through the door at Life, Life Church and I heard a whisper. This whisper said, welcome home. And I stopped and took a, I took a bit of a breath and I went, okay, all right. You know, did another breather and walked up the stairs and you know, everybody is really, really, really inviting. Big smiles, hi, how are you? Are you new? Yes, I am. But the invitation came about because of that kitchen, you know, and, um, and I just accepted. I just thought, why not, you know? But I came home and I, I shared with Ray um, about my experience, because I thought it was, I thought that experience alone was life-changing then, but I wasn't sure whether or not that was just at that moment. So I came back the following week and it was the same energy, the same feeling. And, and I thought, okay, I'll try this again. And that third one was I came home and I went, I've decided I'm going to um, devote my life to God. That's what I said. And from that day, without a word of a lie, that's how it's been. It's, my life has just been that. And I just don't, I just didn't know where, it's, where this is gonna take me, um, but I'm gonna go with it. And I've just said yes since and that's all I've been doing. And it's just been, um, it's just been one God moment after another. I felt honoured to be a recipient of those um, before me that have contributed to the expansion to date. When I watched the video, I was like overwhelmed by, oh my gosh, this is what I've walked into and I'm gonna be a part of it. You know, when the net goes, you know, they throw the net out to go fishing, and I was one of those fish in that net. And so I have become one of, one of the many, I guess, because I too are supporting the expansion. God, that we'd never lose the want of what it's really all about. I love that Marie and so many others, <laughs> what we encounter is not the opportunity to tick a box. What we encounter is the reality of God's Spirit and His powerful, life-changing love. And I just can't help but 
feel like, man, I just sense as we talk about living counterculture. What our cities would look like, what our families would look like, what our community would look like, what our high school would look like, what your workplace would look like, what our marriages would be like, what our relationship with our kids could become if we were full of His Spirit. By His Spirit, not by might, nor by power, not by trying to make it happen, not by working harder, but by His Spirit, says the Lord. But what I've learned is that I have to continually get myself in a place where I put myself aside and I keep desiring more of His presence. If I could just share openly, can I just share heart? And maybe um, Sarah, if I could have those few things. Thank you. I love coming in early on a Sunday. I chuck some worship on and I walk around every single seat, laying hands and just going, God, would every person encounter your spirit today? Because if they can encounter your spirit, then they'll encounter hope, they'll encounter life, they'll encounter mercy, they'll encounter truth, they'll encounter a reality that there is a power to overcome. They'll encounter a reality that God's Word will be magnified in our heart. And despite what we see naturally, we declare as Danny did so brilliantly before, everything is subject to a higher authority. I pray and I believe where there's brokenness, where there is ache and pain, there'll be healing and miraculous intervention. I love that when we've had open altar call moments, people have even desired to go up before they even get up. They can't get up because the presence of God is so powerful where they're seating. Now that's nothing special about what I've done or what we do, but it's a reality that God's desires to pour His Spirit out. His desire is that we wouldn't just come and get a nice feeling or just go, I like that theology. Oh yes, that's my song. I like that song. No, He wants us to be filled to overflowing. He wants us to actually encounter Him in a way that we decrease and He increases. And as I was walking here this morning, praying and stuff like that, I felt like God say, I wanna pour out. Like I wanna fill people up. And as I was thinking about that, I was like, wow, that's awesome. And He goes, but for me to fill, then people need to empty. And I love what John says in John 3.30, he makes this statement, he says, I must decrease so that He can increase. And I felt like God say, we've actually got to get to the point we pour ourselves out so that He can come and pour Himself in. And He has this ability to fill us to overflowing. What's funny is about expansion in July as we were coming to the opportunity to share the vision and the heart again and obviously come around the, that place of just seeing God, would you speak to people? <laughs> Because God, this is impossible in the natural. Like I, I don't know how, it's never been out of good words or great gift. It's just been out of Your grace that we are where we are today. And anyway, as I was in that moment, walking down the stairs to put my son to bed, I felt like Craig says, Craig said, I felt like God said in my spirit, Craig, the only way you can stuff this up, I'm like, yes. <laughs> if you get in the way, And I said, well, I am more than happy to stay out of the way. 
But in that moment, it can sound like an easy comment. Oh yeah, just leave it all up to God, which we are doing. But you still have to own what God has entrusted you. But you know what I have to get out of the way? I have to get out of the way insecurity. I have to get out of the way the lie of the enemy that says, you know all the trades saying that this is ridiculous? Why are you building it this big? Churches are decreasing. You've got to get out any single word that's come against the promise that God's put in your spirit. You know what you've got to get out? You've got to get out the, distra- the, the discouragement that can come when hurdle after hurdle after hurdle. When you walk and talk with the team in New Zealand because we've built three campuses before and they go, oh, that's normal, that's normal, that's normal. Well, we haven't had that many in one site challenges, but you've got to get some of these things out. You've got to get yourself out of the picture. You've got to get the hurt from yesterday. You've got to get that feeling of inadequacy out because our God is all able. He is all powerful and He is enough. So you actually got to pour yourself out so there's room for God to pour Himself in. And if we think around the heart of expansion, the heart of expansion simply is about that, right? Responding to God so that we could decrease so that He can increase. And if I can just share from my spirit what I feel like even over the last couple of days, God's been putting in my heart. And it was like a picture yesterday because that's how God sort of shows me stuff in pictures. We were filling sandbags yesterday to equip the um, Shepparton region who are gonna apparently experience, and we're believing in Jesus' Name that the waters will be held back, but prepping them so that they could have as much protection as possible. But um, we were filling the bags with sand and then uh, and we did 1,800 bags collectively with other volunteers and other people, but we got them and they're on a truck heading there now. And anyway, as we're filling them, the reality of a sandbag is as you put them in the space where there is vulnerability and you tighten it up and then that becomes the first line of defence so that that which is uh, not supposed to be there, that which is rising, that which is muddy and murky and full of dirt actually can't get into where it's not supposed to go. And I felt like God say, what do we fill of? What are we full of? Because if we've not filled with His Spirit, then we're not gonna stop the rising tide of that which is coming around in our culture and our society, which wants to muddy everything, wants to make things toxic, wants to make things uninhabitable. No, there's gotta be a rising of the ability of believers to be filled with His Spirit, to actually stand and to stop that which the enemy's trying to do. Come on, there is so much nonsense that's being pushed at the moment. And the enemy works from the way of intimidation. But I thank God that when we are full of the Spirit, boldness comes on our lives. And we actually need to be bold believers. You know what I'm tired of? Oh, we're gonna go there. You know what I'm tired of? I'm tired of culture thinking if anyone should conform, it should be the Christians. It's not the Christian's job to conform. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so we can test and approve what God's will is, His good, perfect and pleasing will. Right? Oh no, they'll change. You wanna be loving? Well, following the Word of God, that's not loving. What loving is, is just to embrace anything and do everything. No, no, what's loving is to follow the commands of God's Word. 
and you live out the commands of His Word, and I tell you, there'll be no greater grace available. There'll be no greater hope available. There'll be no more inclusive message that there is than the Gospel of Jesus Christ, who died on that cross, arms wide open, saying, for you, for you, for you, for you, for the loved, the lost, the lonely, the broken, the he, the she, the whatever. You're all enough because I've gone there. But if we're gonna live this life Christ lived, then we must live full of His Spirit. I love what the Bible says at the end of Luke, Jesus is about to send them out, but He says, before you go, you must stay so you can be clothed with power. Come on, we gotta be clothed. First, God cleans us up, but at the same time, He wants to clothe us up. Come on, wasn't it amazing that what He did in the garden, He wants to do it again. Where there was sin, where there was insufficiency and people covering up because of shame, God stepped in and said, who did this? I'll make you something to clothe you for the purpose I've created you. Then God steps in, Jesus steps in, meets us where we're at. And then from that same perspective, He says to us, come on, in Christ and our ability to repent, to believe in Him, turn from our ways and follow Him. He says, I clean you from the inside out. You are a new creation. The old is gone as the new has come. But I don't want you to just be clean. I want you to be clothed because you've got a purpose on your life that can't be done through covering through leaves. You need something that's graced by God, covered in His power, founded in His Word, declaring His truth, believing for breakthrough, declaring His promises are not just nice thoughts. They are His plan. I gotta pour out self. I gotta pour out hurt. I'm gonna pour out judgment. Doesn't the enemy want us to judge? Right, when the things that are happening and the things that are going on, just get judgmental towards all of the challenge. But the most important thing we must remember is we are not here fighting people. Pastor Paul, if you haven't been here the last two weeks, you've got to hear the last two weeks on eternity. Game changer. Mic drop, right, all of it. But literally, we're gonna pour ourselves out. We can't be judgmental towards those in authority. We can't be judgmental, why? Because naturally it sounds like a good plan, but no, when it comes to spiritually and supernaturally, I tell you what, everything that's made by man will not last. It needs to have the power and the grace and the truth of God's Word on it. We're gonna pour out doubt. It can't, I won't. No, 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 we need to come with a fresh declaration. It's done, He has already made a way. We need to pour out excuses, pour out complacement, pour out the fact that we wanna retreat in the face of opposition. Retreat, no, you know what I love about Peter? When he was given the opportunity to be intimidated, Peter the denier, what did he do when he was freshly clothed? He stood up and he started to declare the Word of God boldly. We are not drunk, as you suppose. We have not settled for a substitute. No, we have the Holy Spirit, which was promised hundreds of years ago. This is the fulfilment of Scripture. And the truth of it is, is guys, we're going into a season where there's gonna be increasing reality of opposition towards the reality of God's Word and His truth. This is not a time to bend it, to make it feel like it fits the narrative that everybody else wants to hear. No, this is the time to rise boldly and say, it's not as you perceive. This is not hurtful. This is not hateful. This is not intolerant. That's not what this is. This is a Gospel that saves. This is a grace that made a way. This is a mercy that's enough. This is a love that you can get nowhere else. This is a God. 
who longs to dwell with you for eternity. So He made a way. Let's not be believers that know it, but deny the power of it in our lives. It's time to rise. It's time to stand. It's time to call. We're called to persevere. He wants to pour in and He wants to pour in and He wants to pour in. We pour in, He pours in, we pour out, He pours in, we pour out, and it continues on and on and on. The truth of it is, is the vessel that we have here is limited, but our God's not limited. Our God's an everlasting flow, an everlasting source. And I love it. We have a hose over the side, but for time I won't get it. But the truth of it is, is come on, He wants to turn the tap on. Come on, He wants to turn the tap on and that which then remains and still looks like it has the colour figuration of self. Now let's get it. Let's get the hose. Can we get the hose? Can someone, Robbie, just behind there is a hose. Try not to turn it on on the way, man, otherwise it's going to go down. But we got to, you know, and this is good. This is good. You know how we do this? Being filled with the Holy Spirit. We got to come more aware and more comfortable with the reality that being baptised in the Holy Spirit. Thank you, mate. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. Speaking in the gift of the language of the Holy Spirit. Come on, has got to be active and alive in our lives all the time. See, people know the reality of positive thinking. The world knows the reality of building yourself up. I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. I got a dream, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Looking in the mirror is not gonna make you who God called you to be. Looking at your Maker, having time with your Maker, being in the presence of the Maker, having an identity refined by your Maker is gonna enable you to be who God's called you to be. And we've got to get into that flow where we literally, the Bible says in Jude, come on, that we've got to build ourselves up by praying in the language of the Holy Ghost. Come on, it's not, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. It's sharabakia shambra. Edify, build yourself up. Come on, you need to be built up, but I don't need to be built up in my understanding. I don't need to be built up with my ways. I don't need to be built up with my ability to comprehend what's happening. No, I need to be built up in His Spirit. Filled to overflowing. I think we may have. The more we need in His Word. Come on, how are we gonna get filled? By prayer and praise. Prayer and praise. Seriously, prayer and praise. You know what happens when we're filled with the Holy Spirit? It says in both Acts 2, 4 and on in 13, it says when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they spoke the Word of God boldly. Come on, they spoke the truth that sets people free boldly. We didn't just come with another theory, another opinion. No, we brought truth to the table. And when people eat truth, come on, there's nothing sweeter. There's nothing more pure. There's no light brighter. There's nothing that makes things more clear. And it doesn't have condemnation. It brings a conviction of what God can do in a life. Come on, we're in a moment. We're gonna worship and we're gonna praise. And I just believe, come on, there's gonna be a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' Name. Don't wet the word. Don't wet the word. <laughs> that was a very, very pitiful golf clap, even if I was on the golf course. 
See, what happens is when we're constantly filled to overflowing, it's a wellspring that actually starts from the ground up. And what happens from a wellspring, it takes those things that are deep within and starts to rise it to the surface. And it's only a matter of time that the more we're filled, 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 the more we're filled. Less of me, God, more of You. More of Your wisdom, more of Your power, more of Your compassion, more of Your humility, more of Your truth, more of Your life, more of Your grace. Come on, more of You flows in us. So why? Don't stop with us. No, He doesn't want us filled so we're full. He wants us filled so we're overflowing. Come on, He's an overflowing, more than enough. Nothing can contain Him exceedingly, abundantly and above. More than we can consider is the one who is able to fill us. And the reality is, at the start, it can be all frost and bubbles. The truth of this is when it's distilled, you know the taste people have when they connect with us and the taste they get in your workplace, even though they say, I don't agree with you. You know, the taste they get when it feels like there's just friction and tension. You know what the taste is like when you go into that moment where there's been unforgiveness. You know the taste that's there. Come on, when there's been something you're battling in your marriage, you know the taste that's there when you're seeing sickness after sickness. You're not got a taste that says, oh, well, that's just what it is. No, you've got a taste that declares it is done by Christ, by faith in the Name of Jesus. You've got a taste that says, if He forgave me, I can forgive you. We've got a taste that declares, although in the natural it seems impossible, no, nothing is impossible to our God. And we start to have something that's not only for us, but it brings life to others. We need to be filled with His Spirit. Can you say Amen? Amen and Amen. See, the thing of it is, is that we need His Spirit in us, but we need His Spirit on us. I'll finish with the Scripture, but I hear we've got to hear it. When we start thinking expansion and restoring a city, we've got to hear this. Team, come and join me. Because we're about to declare, we're about to declare that uh, He is overcome. And then we're going to declare and we speak Jesus. And, and we're going to open the altar up to pray for people. I know many of people are watching online, but I'm going to believe. Come on, I pray right now. The Spirit of God's there. He's doing something in your spirit. But as we worship, I'm believing for a filling, a filling in your own lounge room or wherever you are. But I love what the Bible says. One of my favourite Scriptures that really landed so strong in my heart when we came here to Melbourne, Isaiah 61, that declares, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. Come on, He's in you to renew you, to refresh you, but He's on you. He wants it on us. He wants us overflowing in Him. Why? Because He's anointed us to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent us up to sent us to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release those from darkness, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of comeback of our God, to comfort all who mourn and to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes and the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. There's so many that feel despair right now, but I tell you, it's time to declare freedom in Jesus' Name. They, the broken, the captive, they will become oaks of righteousness, a planning of the Lord for the display of His splendour. And they will rebuild ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. And they will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Come on, don't you thank God for the power of His Spirit. Come on, to change things for generations, to rebuild things from the broken 
back to the fullness of what God destined it in the beginning. We trust that you are encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at our Melbourne campus. If you're not in Melbourne, then join us for Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifeau.org to stay connected and find out more.